So today, we're going to talk about uh, the topic of today is love that never ends. Hallelujah. Oof. So yeah, the, uh, this month is the unbreakable love. I'm loving it. Love, love. You got to love, love, man. Hallelujah. So let's get to it. You ready, church? Say amen. All right. 1 Corinthians 13. New International Version. Verse 1 says, If I speak in the tongues of men or angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy... And I can fathom all the mysteries and all the knowledge, and I have faith that can move mountains. But if I have, if I do not have love, I am nothing. Nothing. Verse 3. If I get all the possessions that I have to the poor over my body to hardship that I may boast or brag, but do not have love... I gain nada. Papa Frita. Verse 4. Now let's dig deep. So right then and there, if all you guys think that you can do with your works and all this and that, and you have all the prophecies and you have the faith that can move a mountain, but you have love, well, then you have nothing. Verse 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. Verse 5, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. That one's a good one. We're going to for sure talk about that. Who doesn't keep no records of wrongs in here? Oh, I, oh okay. I'm guilty. Sometimes I got to repent, guys, yes. There's times where I've kept some records of wrongs of what some people have done. Sometimes even though the smallest things. But look what the word of God says. It keeps no record of wrong. Verse 6 says, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. Gloria. Verse 7 says, it always trusts, excuse me, it always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, and it always perseveres. The beginning of verse 8, I love it, says, love never fails. Love Never fails. We could have a whole month series on just all of these, on this verse right here. On all, on, the, on this 1 Corinthians verse from 13 to 1 through 8. But what the Lord gave me, it's very, it's right here. And it's so plain. Love never fails. So if there's something in your life that has failed, that, that, that failed, then that means love wasn't really there. Oh, okay. I know someone needed to hear that. Real love doesn't fail. Something failed, and you know that love is the basis of it. Well, then that love wasn't the love of the Lord. That was something else. And that's how you'll know. Because it says it right there. It always perseveres. And you can think about that in, in, in mostly, you know, it comes to relationships and whatnot. Most people think of either their, their spouse or, but this is, this is not just talking about only marital things. But yes, obviously, this is a big issue too, a big deal. Because this is the truth about all relationships. Love never fails. Hallelujah. 
Let's dive into the beginning. Verse 4 reads, love is patient and kind. Let's do a more literal translation. Love shows patience and extends kindness. Love is not expressed by words. It also has to be shown. You see, you can't just tell someone you love them. Back it up. Prove it. Can I get an amen? How many people? You don't even help me move the sofa. And I need you to help me move some stuff from my house. I'm not answering his phone call. Be with this. Te quiero, I love you. Yeah, well now, hey, I'm going through some stuff. Can we pray? Where you at? You got to demonstrate it. And it's not only, oye, it's not only more, most people think I love is like, hey, if you really love me, oye, I need some cash, right? Billete siempre una, you know, it's always, the money's always a, a delicate topic. But if you really love someone and they're really in need, would you give them the hand financially? Woof. Come on, church. And let me tell you something. At the end of the day, when you, when you get to this realm, when you realize that the importance of true love and having that patience, uh, you, have that, you have to have, uh, uh, show patience and extend kindness. Let's, let's dive deep. Uh, let's dive deep in the patience. We know it's patient. It's kind. It's not expressed by words. It must be shown. Love can be defined by what it does and what it does not do. And we'll get deeper into that as well. Because it either does, you're either, you either love or you don't. Love responds with patience. Love extends kindness. Love is patient. Patience. This is a good one. Sometimes... Many of us, the majority, I believe, well, I know I do sometimes, and I obviously got to tell myself and check myself. Sometimes I have a short fuse. Am I the only one in this room? Those of you watching me live, sometimes something happens. Oh, sometimes we blow up. When something happens, we need to be long-tempered, long-suffering, patient. That means we need to have a long fuse, not a short one. A very long fuse for some. <laughs> How many plotals are in here? You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes something goes wrong and it's, someone cuts you off and you need to repent right after because your fuse is real short. Relax. Don't blow up right away. Don't have a short fuse. We need to work on ourselves, church. This is part of growth. It's part of our life. This is going to help us in our day-to-day -day walk. Something that can bother you, whether you look at reading it online or whether someone says something about you or whether someone did you wrong or I don't know. But have a long fuse regardless of the situation that comes against your life. You got to be patient. Remember, we're not only called to love our neighbor, we're also called to love our enemies too. And since now we know it's love is patient, love is kind, we're digging deeper in love. And now we know that we need to be patient because we're supposed to, we're called to love. Even if it's those that we may have a very sour taste in our mouth about. 
Take time to think. Assess the situation. Assess it. Pray. That's what helps me get along or fused. Seriously. I'm like, all right, give me a second. I got to go to make this. Let me go talk to God real quick. <laughs> Before I say something I'm going to regret. Or do something I'm going to regret. Which is say it. Or maybe feel you. Maybe there's so many different ways that we, why we need to practice patience. Our flesh is programmed to have a short fuse. It's in our nature, right? It's a, it's a fleshy thing. I mean, if not, we wouldn't have to work on it. We have to work on this. This is important. In order to practice patience, check this out. This is very, this is another thing that, that happens a lot to, to, to many people. And look what it says here while Paul puts it in Romans 12, 19. It says, pay attention, church. This is an NIV version. Do not take revenge. My dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. God is the judge, not you. God will avenge you, not you. This is deep. The Lord will avenge you. But you're not called to avenge anybody. If someone does something wrong, the, enem the enemy will allow some negative situation to get you bitter, and then you're going to want to take revenge on that person. Okay, I know I'm preaching to somebody. And I'm not talking about anything so crazy, but sometimes it gets to the point where people avenge others, and they end up in jail. Or other more modern, practical ways of avenging individuals nowadays. You'll talk bad about them on social media or write a bad comment on Yelp. Can I get an amen? Vengeance will destroy you even though you may think you'll be doing the other person harm. You're really hurting yourself. We need to be patient. Say patient, church. Long fuse, not a short one. We aren't the judge. What type of person are you? Do you have a short fuse, long fuse? Amen if you have a long one. But I know the majority of us, it's always good to practice this. And with time, sometimes, there's also personalities that have a lot to do with it as well. There's some people that are, you know, much more outgoing and other ones that are more introverted, extroverted individuals that probably don't have to practice it as much as I do. Okay, yo, I'm a guy that keeps going. So sometimes I got to tell myself, relax, Albert, pray. I pray. I tell you what, I have a much longer fuse now than what I did 15 years ago. What Albert? It's the truth. I don't know where you're at now in your life or in your walk. Maybe you're still in explotado. Maybe you're worse now than you were 20 years ago. I don't know. But I do know that we need to be patient. And I do know what the Bible says. And I do know we need to love. And the way to love, well, now we know that love responds with patience. Patience. Now, love also extends kindness. Let's get to being kind now. Because, all right, you already told me, patient. Okay. I'm patient. Hallelujah. Now, how can we extend kindness? Because this could be a lot, this, this is like, this is like the, that extra, 
One thing is, you know, is to just slow down, take a moment to think, pray to the Lord. But extending kindness is, is that extra mile. It's already hard enough because I have to be patient. Now I got to extend kindness. How can, let's, let's dive in on how we can apply this love. First point, ways to demonstrate or apply kindness. Do your utmost to be helpful and thoughtful always in a pleasant way. Do your very best or your utmost to be helpful and thoughtful always in a pleasant way. Number two, showing sweetness to all people. Some of you got a face walking around like this all the time. It's like you didn't want to look at the guy. Hey, relax. You got the joy of the Lord, man. Smile. Relax. God is with us. Yeah, why you have such a bad face? What's going on with you, man? We'll pray after the service. Some people just have characters, and they're just the way they are. And, but if you're one of those, that you have a long face, and you're just like constantly walking around like this, Uncle Scrooge-looking face, it's like, what? No, 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 no. You can't, we can't, we have to, we have to make adjustments. You got to be sweet. How are you going to show sweet when you look like you have a, a face that you haven't slept in a month? Number three, freely doing good to others. Freely. Now let's talk about two. This is, this is, this is two interesting points here that I want you to focus. Look what it says here. Kindness is extended to others. You can, you can do this. I'm going to give you some real tips, pointer tips right now. Write an encouraging email. Write a nice text message. Send someone a scripture. People that you know are in need, I'm sure we know. Guys, it's all about relationships. The only way you can show and extend the love of Christ, not only to your brothers and sisters in Christ, but to those that don't have Christ, that need to see the light, that need to see what God is doing for you, the same that could be done for them, write them something. It, this isn't all about having to give them cash, okay, like I said earlier. But you can be kind, extend it. Uh, helping a friend move, like I told you the other one I said earlier. Find out if your neighbor, something. Be, don't just sit in your house all day. Don't sit in the corner, oh man, I don't really wanna. It's, you gotta sometimes do things and, and eventually, uh, the more time you spend with God, the more time you're intimate with him, the more you hear the word of God, the Lord will begin, to, this will begin to just come, flow out of you. And if it's hard for you, start praying and ask God to give you the strength. You could do it. Those that can't do it are those that keep telling themselves they can't. Begin to speak over yourself. There's power in what you speak. You are a kind person. Say, I'm kind. I'm patient. Hallelujah. So kindness is extended to others and kindness extended to others freely. Because when you get to the point where kindness and you understand it's not about you. When you're kind to someone, this is something you're showing. This is something you're extending to the person. 
Some of you guys are laughing, but you know I'm right. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, I die. The Lord, the Spirit of God probably already put in some of your, man, I got to be kinder to this person. I got to be kinder to that person. I got to be more patient with my husband. I got to be more patient with my wife. I got to be more patient in my job. Maybe. Some of you need a prayer that God gives you to heal some of those wounds, man. I'm telling you. You want to be able to move forward you got to, you know, if there's so, certain things that you're keeping inside of you, man, let that go. I felt that right now that there's probably some individuals that have some, some type of a grudge towards their bosses or towards their coworkers or towards whomever. You got to let that go. Like I said, let go and let God because that's hindering you. I felt that right now in my spirit that someone needed to hear that. Let that go. You got to be free. Because if not, you'll never be patient, and then you'll never be able to be kind. And you need to show the love. And don't let the enemy stop you from being patient. Because he sees that that's a ramification of love. Love is patient and kind. So what he's going to try to do? Put you in a situation where you won't be patient, because then you're not going to demonstrate love. Put you in a situation where you won't be kind when someone maybe does something against you. Because if, de- if you don't demonstrate kindness, how are you going to love? It's, they, they go together. Love is patient. Love is kind. So we need to work on this. Say amen, church. We should be extending kindness with joy and not grumbling or complaining. Oh, it's like when we give our offering. That's what the Bible says. The, Bible, the Lord loves a cheerful giver. I got to give again. These people, they just want our money. Na, 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 na. You, you are limiting yourself. Because God, you think he needs your money? No, he wants your heart. He doesn't want you to be your, he doesn't want your heart to depend on your pocket or bank account. He wants your heart to depend on him. And he opens the doors and the floodgates will pour all over your life in every area. Amen. Put your hands together if you believe that. Freely. Joyfully extend your kindness. Joyfully give. Whether it's with money or giving kindness, amen. In this case, we're talking about kindness. You should do acts cheerfully. Hallelujah. Look what it says here on Galatians 6 and Galatians 6:10. Paul affirms the value of showing kindness. Look what it says here. So then. As we have opportunity, let us do good to your neighbor, your your mom, your dad, everyone. Do good to everyone. And especially, look what it says here. And especially to those who are of the household of faith. Look at your neighbor. Especially them. Especially us. Especially here. Those of you that are children of God. You are in the household of faith. Especially to those who are in the household of faith. We got to lift one each other up. People, we got to lift each other up. Extend kindness to everyone, but I love how he said especially. How he emphasizes it. And why do you think? Do you think that the enemy attacks more those that he already has total control over or the ones that he doesn't? Yeah. Those people that are already in in the dark are in the dark. 
They're already bound. But you, you have a special calling. You, me, children of God, raise your hands up high. Those of you watching me in the internet, you have a special calling. You shine a light. You are a threat to the kingdom of darkness. Oh, yeah. Why? Because through you, glory, you can show light to those that are in dark. Expose them for the lies that the enemy has had them there. So what does he want? He's, he's worried about them, but he's not nearly as worried about them as he's worried about you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to kill you, steal from you. He doesn't want you to be flourishing in the Lord's blessings. But guess what? You are marked. So what's going to happen? Why do you think Paul said, especially those in the house of faith? Because we need to be there for one another, uplifting one another. Because we get especially attacked differently. Yeah. Because we are children of God. So what does that mean? When my brother's down, I got to get him up. We're on the same battlefield. We represent the same kingdom. Instead of bickering and talking garbage about your brother and sister in Christ, he's there in church. I saw him get all messed up. I saw him with another woman. I saw him with another man. Yo, chill out. This is none of your concern. You're not the judge. You're here to love and uplift. God will avenge that individual. God will take care of it. None of your business. Why? Because what's happening is too many people in the church don't want to have anything to do with church because the first people that talk garbage about them are the ones in church. Come on, can I preach? So we need to be kind, especially to those that are brothers and sisters because you guys represent something big the biggest there's nothing bigger than God glory be to Jesus especially to those who are in the house of faith glory be to God love responds with patience and it extends kindness glory be to Jesus neither patience or kindness are about us. <laughs> Yet we could extend this type of love. We are empowered to do so because the great man, because God did it for us. Like I said in the beginning, for God so loved the world that he gave his son for you and for me. God, God just doesn't talk the talk. He walks the walk. He just, he didn't only love us. But he did something behind it, and he gave us his son. Jesus, the majority of his ministry, we know that he didn't, we know that Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve. But to serve. Now, I want to break this down to show you something now. What love is and what love is not. It's right here, all in the same verse, right? Let's put it up here. Put, put, put 1 Corinthians 13, jump down just 4 through 8. 1 Corinthians 4 through 8. So we know love is patient. It's right there. Love is kind. Now, what is, what, what is not love? Well, it says it right there. Love 
does not envy, so we know it's definitely not envious. Check yourself, church. I'm checking myself, too. <laughs> it does not envy. So if there's some type of envy in your relationship, then that's not love. Not envy. I'm, I'm just saying it to you in a literal point. This was written thousands of years ago. This is the word of the Lord. Pay attention. It does not boast. Proud. Pride. If it's proud, proudful, prideful, if you boast, then that's not love. God's saying it, not me. It is not proud. Go to the next one. It does not dishonor. So if there's dishonor, then there's no love. It is not self-seeking. So if it's all about you in your relationship, whether it's with your, with your spouse, with your boyfriend, girlfriend, with your, with your French friends, whatever, co-workers, if it's all about you and what you can get out of it, then that's not love. It is not easily angered. We talked about the patient. That's the opposite, right? Short fuse. So if, someone gets, if someone's always angry all the time, then there's not love. All right, church, say amen if you're with me. It keeps no record of wrong. That's a tough one. That's a real tough one for everyone. It's the truth. Think about it. How many people here don't remember what someone did to them 20 years ago that was bad? Or come, you know, say that. But if you really, if you really, really, if you, then that's not love then. I mean, I'm not saying this. If you're keeping a record of every single thing someone's done wrong, you're not showing that person love. Because it says it right there. You wouldn't keep a record of all the bad that they've done. That's exactly what keeping no record of wrong means. I know I'm preaching to someone in here, but guess what? This is a beautiful thing. You're here in the house of the Lord, listening to the word of the Lord, and you're going to walk out of here a completely different person, completely different mindset. And we're going to apply these things because we're going to be better people. We're going we're gonna to better our lives. We're gonna, we're gonna, listen, we're here to build ourselves, to nourish ourselves. This is like... Man, exercising constantly. Your faith will build. It will grow. Hallelujah. Sometimes you want some of you guys don't want to saw. How can, how can I forget? It's, you got to pray to God, man. You got to let it go. Because if you keep record of wrongs, it will ruin your relationships with your friends, with your marriage, with, with coworkers, with loved ones, with familial members. You won't ever, I know people, man, so sad that with their own family members or cousins or brothers or sisters, they don't talk to them at all. Yeah, I'm sure some of you guys know people like that too. It's nothing strange. It happens. It happens. But we're here to bold and to build. Edify. Someone say edify. And keeping no record of wrong. Go to the next verse. Love does not delight in evil, but it definitely rejoices with the truth. Love does not delight in evil. That's, very, that's plain as plain can get. We're not going to delight in evil. We don't, it's nothing evil. We don't want harm for the other person. We don't want to have any of that. There's some people, I promise you that, and it's the Satan completely that possesses these dirty, dark individuals. And what people sometimes do is they just can't wait to see you fail. 
they, man, they, they are evil. There's an evil spirit that is in that person. When you wish someone evil upon their lives and you rejoice when they're down, you got to repent. First of all, if you're in this room, I know you don't come to this church. And if you do repent, and if you're watching me on, on live, you have anyone that you hold a grudge against and you wish them that they fail, that's not of God. That is satanic totally. You are doing yourself more harm than you are by, by just by despising them and trying to put them down and rejoicing in their failures. That is satanic. So we know that that is definitely not love. That is hate. We need to be a people that rejoice. Hallelujah. With the truth. And we know that the truth shall set you free. Hallelujah. Now I want you to check this out too. Because we talk about this a lot. Let's go to this verse real quick. I said it last week. Go to John, 1 John 4, 7 through 8. Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. And whoever love has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. So 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, put it back again. So now we know love is God. So I was reading this and the Lord was just showing, I hate to say this to them. God is patient. God is kind. God does not envy. God does not boast. God is not proud. Go to the next one. He does not dishonor. He's not self-seeking. We know that. He's not easily angered. Thank the Lord God that you're not easily angered like I can be sometimes because we would have been smacked down in big trouble. It keeps no record of wrongs. You that keep thinking about all of your sins, your king has not remembered them. That's it. When you repent, he keeps no record of wrongs. So when the enemy tries to tell you and remind you of your garbage mistakes that we all have made, you tell him, you rebuke him, and then you realize and you praise the Lord that your king, which is the most important, doesn't remember them. Wow, come on, church. Go to the next one. Go to go to. Go to 13. So now, no, God does not delight in evil, but he rejoices in truth. This is deep. Are you receiving this, this morning, church? Hallelujah. This is God. It's beautiful. And when we show love, we show God, man, because it's God. And if you really know God, then you know love. And that's beautiful. Now you, now you have it in you. Now we got to demonstrate it. We got to do something. I want, I, want, I want you to, what do we have to do, really? It says here, Matthew 16, 24 through 25. Check this out. What do we need to do? Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Hallelujah. And then look what it says here. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. 
But whoever loses their life for me will find it. I mean, man, this is some next level stuff. Let's, 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 let's put that back again. Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus said to whoever wants to be my disciple. Who wants to be Jesus' disciple? Come on, church. Must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Go to verse 25. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. This isn't about you, church. You got to completely deny yourself. This is a denial that this is, think of all the fleshy desires, earthly desires. This is the, this is the, this is the key. What does it mean to deny yourself? Let's go to the Bible. Let's go to Philippians 2, 1 through 4. This is Christ's example of humility. This is the ESV version, English Standard Version, Philippians 2, 1 through 4. So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, verse 2, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Verse 3. This is this. Look, check this out. This is, this is what it means. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significantly than yourself. That means denying yourself. That's what denying yourself means. And it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of like, wow, what is this guy saying to me right now? I'm reading you the word of the Lord, church. And some of you may understand this now. You may not grasp the totality of it. I pray the spirit of the Lord reveals it to you. And however you are receiving this right now, this is good. Because it's progress. It edifies. Nothing edifies more than the word of the Lord. It's the God's word. Hallelujah. Verse 4. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also in the interest of others. Now, this isn't saying that you're not going to have. Remember, the Bible also says you can, the Lord will give you the desires of your heart. So don't come, now don't walk out of here and go give your will and your keys and your house to some guy you've never met before. This is, a, this, is a, this, is a, a, this is a spiritual thing, church. And obviously, this will extend outwardly. And the thing is, you can't be, the point is, self, you can't be selfish. You need to be selfless. That's how it is. You got to understand that. It's time to not only talk the talk, but it's time to walk the walk, church. And then you truly will understand what it is. A love that never ends is a love that has patience, that has kindness. That in its totality, it's good. It is God. And that right there is flourishing good in every angle of your whole life. Stand to your feet, church. Denying yourself. Denying yourself is, is basically instead of doing the, way, the ways that you've been thinking and you've been taught prior to what the word of the Lord says, 
If there's things that in your life that you must deny, maybe there's certain avenues where you're all good. Maybe you're just a person that has not, never even given a dollar ever in your life to the, you need, you need, then you need to deny that part of you because you're, you're limiting, limiting yourself. If you say you're never going to forgive, you got to deny that unforgiving spirit. That's demonic. You need to forgive. You need to repent. Oh, but you don't understand. I'm going to do it again. I'm like, look, man, first of all, stop saying those kind of things. Start speaking life to yourself. Start speaking life to your family. No, you don't understand what the person did to me. I don't care what the person did to you. But I tell you what, God does. And I'll tell you what, the enemy wants you to care about what they did to you because then that's going to limit you from advancing forward. You got to forget about all those grudges. You got to forget about uh, whatever is stopping you from obtaining what God wants you to receive. Man, that's not of God. If it's not good, it's not of God. If it is not love, it's not God. True love will extend outwardly, man. And the beautiful thing is, God loves us so much, man, he will bless you in ways you cannot imagine. Your cup will run over, overflowing with blessings. Because then God will be pleased with you and you think God doesn't love you? Man, God loves you. God knew you before you were in your mother's womb. He has a plan for your life. He's had a plan. And he wants to see it come to pass. But we need to be a people that love, that care for others, reach out to others, have, be patient, extend kindness. And sometimes it could be difficult because you could think of what that individual or person or whatever the, whatever the situation may be, whoever, whatever, whatever, you know, maybe, you're, maybe some of you in here are mad at God. There's people. I know I've met some people that, that blame God for the death of certain family members. Why did God allow this? There's certain answers that I cannot give you and people in this world will probably never give you. That's a straight up answer. But I know people that are mad at God. I've talked to these individuals before. And maybe you even know some people that are like that. You got to pray for those kind of people. And maybe you're here right now. Or maybe you're watching me in the internet. And you probably have a pain towards God. Well, you got to let that go. Because the enemy wants you to think like that till the day that you die. Because not only will you be miserable here, you'll go to hell. Because if you don't accept Jesus Christ, that's, that's, that's what we're leaning towards now. That's what we're diving in now. Because the first step is the most important step. You have to have love <laughs> in order to love. And what is love? Well, God is love. Oh, so how can I get to the Father? I mean, I, do I have to pray 30,000 times? Do I have to get on my knees for five hours? Do I have to give a million dollars to the poor in order for me to get to heaven? In order for me to be saved? No. You have to do what the Bible says you need to do. We need to be obedient. But before we get to that, I want you to know that, like I said earlier, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's Jesus Christ. 
that whoever believes in him will not perish but will have everlasting life the large majority of us here are already uh, in the household of faith we are children of God I'm sure a lot of you watching me online are as well but what do I have to do then in order for me to obtain Jesus in order for me to surrender my life to Jesus what do I have to do well we need to do what the Bible says we need to do and what does the Bible say the Bible says you must confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died and resurrected for you and me then you'll be saved but that's the first step if you haven't done that if you're not a child of God today is your day and if you are here under the sound of my voice or watching me live from the internet don't don't let this day pass you by if you know you've never said this prayer before but I'm a good person it's great that you're a good person you're probably kind now to people but true kindness is only found in love and what is love God so you can't tell me you know about love because you don't really you don't even know what it is till you've encountered it whoa I want to pray with you this morning you got to do one prayer for sure we do got to confess with our mouth we got to do a prayer it's a 30 second prayer that I'm going to help you pray you will repeat it after me and you will be saved your works aren't good enough you may think that but it's not your works are as filthy rags says the Bible that Jesus says I am the door no man can get to the Father except through me there's no ifs, ands, or buts. I don't care what weird book you've read. Man, the Bible is clear. That's the word of the Lord. That's what we follow, and that's what we know. And we know it's truth. And now, listen, this is the truth. And the truth will set you free. What are you waiting for? All right, I'm ready. What do I need to do? Well, right where you're sitting right now, I want you to take a step of faith put action behind it this will be the best decision you'll ever make in your life that's a fact I want you to take a step right now faith and raise your hand right where you're at if you know you've never said this prayer I see one two three four I want you to come here come on come on take a step stand here don't be shy come on come on amen come on I saw you back there let's pray today amen I saw you, come on. Don't, let's go, let's go, hallelujah. Anybody else want to give their life to Jesus today? Hallelujah. Man, God is good. Hey, God is really good. Today, this is the most important decision of your life. A thousand percent. There's nothing that's going to be greater than this moment. Don't ever forget this day in your life. Seriously. You see, now you're taking the step to surrender your life to Christ, the truth, amen? And all of us here are rooting for each and every one of you. We are, we are backing like this isn't a, this isn't some, sh we, this is life. This is serious. And I'm excited for your, for you guys. And those of you that are watching me online as well, I'm not there with you. You know, we're not, you're not here physically with us, but the power the same power that's here is there with you God is everywhere so if you have never said this prayer I want you to pray along with with these individuals here 
that took the step of faith, proud of you guys. God's much more proud of you than I am, but I am proud and I'm very honored that you guys took that step today. Those of you that are watching me live from wherever you are, if you've never said this prayer before, I want you to repeat after me, church. Extend your hands towards them. And you guys up here in the front, I want you to say this with a vocal. Say it out loud. Repeat after me. Say, Father God, thank you for bringing me here this morning. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross, shed his blood, to wash away all of my sins. I thank you, Lord, because on the third day, he resurrected to give me the victory. I am yours and you are mine. I surrender my life to you. From this day forward, only you, only you will I serve. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah.